Hi, welcome to my CBT podcast. This is Dr. Julie Osborne, and thanks again for joining me this week. I hope everybody's doing well. So first, I want to start off with a review I got on one of my listeners on Apple, which I really appreciate. And as I always ask you guys every week to please rate and review because it really helps me out and gets to more people out there. So this is from OC Searcher. Says fantastic. Dr. Osborne provides great tools to address challenging problems for anyone. So I really appreciate OC Searcher for listening and keep listening and rating and all this good stuff. And then I wanted to share an email I got because I know I also ask you guys every week to please write in any questions you have or ideas for the show that I could answer. I got some really great emails this week, and I'm going to read to you the one that I thought might be, you know, really helpful for us to address and kind of addresses some issues that we're going through right now in the world. So this is an email, and her name is Mary, and she had a question that she wanted to ask that she felt might be helpful, and she wanted to learn a low self-esteem in all areas of life, work, and relationships affects us. And how do we boost in ourselves? And how do we help our close ones to have good self-esteem also? She said she's listened to my other podcasts about grief and acceptance that have been really, really helpful. But she had a personal experience that really affected her self-esteem and feels like it's still kind of hanging with her. And she wasn't really sure how to get past that and wanted to know how the cognitive behavioral therapy could help. And, you know, just some ideas on some tools that she could use other than what she's learned already by, um, she did purchase the Mind Over Mood book, which is great, Mary, which is, that's super, and it's going to uh, really help. She says she really gets frustrated when she feels like she just really can't shine in her own light, and she's really focused on what people think about her, and if she doesn't get enough compliments, you know, she's afraid she takes it too sensitive, or sees it as criticism, or feedback about how she looks. So just a lot of issues where she's feeling like she's being too sensitive, it's affecting how she feels, and that affects her confidence, and it just seems to be going on and on and on. So she's just really wanting to know what to do with that. And then also with the pandemic, you know, it affected her job. It also even affected putting her wedding off and got postponed. So you can understand how that can really affect your confidence. And had her self-esteem really took a hit, she said. So there have been so many changes this past year. With You know, her feelings have been affected. She's trying to get healthier and speaking more with people, but she sometimes feels like it's not enough. So she really wanted my advice on how she can help herself and close ones. They've lost something very important to them this year that would have raised their self-confidence or self-esteem, would have been a successful milestone for them or not. She says, honestly, as a woman, I put more stress on myself to look good, even though I've had been through a lot. And I think that's true for a lot of us. So anyways, thanks again, Mary, for your email. I'm going to try to address there's a lot of questions in there, and I just wanted to review them just so I'll kind of have a feel for what we want to focus on. And so let's, you know, review with our cognitive behavioral therapy, right, is your thoughts create your moods, which affects your behaviors and your physical reactions. And those are all connected. And then your environment. And Mary's talking a lot about her environment and our environment's having a huge effect on all of us, right? So, you know, we're in July now, and I think, you know, most of us, I can share for myself, thought that we'd be much further along in this pandemic and we're really almost worse than when we started. 
So it still is affecting all of our environments. You know, I'm still working from home. I, you know, can't see my clients in person, which I really miss. I miss just being in my office. I just miss just getting dressed up and put on a little makeup, (laughs) you know, so it's really been hard making those changes and we don't know when things are going to change. And that's just my little area, not the major stress, but I know a lot of people have even bigger stresses. And again, it starts to affect how you can see yourself. I thought, you know, it was really worthwhile to talk about your self-esteem. So I want to start first with kind of sharing negative self-esteem versus positive, just to kind of be more clear on that. And to always remember, it still comes down the way that we think about ourselves. And we really need to work on understanding what our thoughts are and being able to challenge those and have more balanced thinking, which can also help us feel better about ourselves. And then the behavior part is a huge factor in feeling better about us. So negative self-esteem would be blaming others for your problems. Positive self-esteem is taking responsibility for your own feelings and your actions. Negative is looking suspiciously at compliments. And positive self-esteem is giving and taking compliments graciously. Negative self-esteem is holding on to guilt from the past. And positive self-esteem is focused on the present and future and learning from the past. Negative self-esteem is nagging, judging, controlling. And positive self-esteem is listening openly to others. Negative self-esteem is making decisions based on external feedback. And positive self-esteem is taking good care of your body and your appearance. Negative self-esteem is avoiding risks, sticking with the known. And positive self-esteem is making decisions from internal values and taking risks and challenges yourself. Negative self-esteem is ridiculing others when they appear foolish. And positive self-esteem is laughing at oneself, but never putting another person down. Negative self-esteem is seeing mistakes as failures, expecting perfection in others. And positive self-esteem is accepting mistakes as part of life and open to feedback. And negative self-esteem is not dealing with criticism well, becoming angry and defensive. And positive self-esteem is listening to criticism without anger and not necessarily agreeing with the criticism. So that's just clarity on what what is self-esteem. And I've always said that I think the most important thing with self-esteem is feeling really self-confident. Like we don't just have self-esteem, right? Self-esteem comes from doing things, feeling accomplished, feeling confident, feeling competent. And that's what creates our self-esteem. So for example, you know, with, you know, when we're in school, right? Even if you aren't super focused on your grades, but you know, you want to do well. When you get a good grade, you know, kids come home and they're like, look at, I got this A, I got this B, you know, I worked so hard on this. You know, that's what builds up self-esteem because they feel competent. You know, whenever you are able to do really good problem solving in your life, you know, fix a problem, fix a relationship, you know, work something out, however that might be, and you feel really good and you feel competent. Like I was able to figure that out. I knew how to talk to that person. I, you know, we were able to solve something that we thought was, you know, going to just dissolve right in front of us, whatever, you know, that might be a project or a sale or whatever, you know, your career might be in, you know, that's competency and that builds up your self-esteem. So when people say, how can I have better self-esteem? It's really by doing and then taking that time and really thinking about what you've accomplished and see your strengths and your weaknesses and have, you know, a good balance that we're not perfect. You know, it's always progress, not perfection, but we're working to feel better about ourselves. So part of self-esteem, as I was saying earlier with the little, you know, uh, quotes there was that, you know, how others treat us greatly influences the way we see ourselves. And we all know people who genuinely like themselves 
and they feel content in their lives. We can just kind of see that, right? When we meet people, because people see the positiveness in themselves, they're able to understand, appreciate the good in other people. And they treat other people with respect, a skill they know well, because it's how they treat themselves. So when our feelings about ourselves are positive, we show others that we like and value ourselves, and then others tend to treat us well. But when we have negative feelings about ourselves so that we are too critical, complaining, pessimistic, others tend to take this attitude towards us as well. So how we treat ourselves helps determine how others will treat us, which is so true. So true. I you know, tell a lot of clients that if you want to have respect from other people in your life, you first have to have self-respect because people will see that within you and that will affect their behavior towards you as well. So, you know, my biggest thing with cognitive therapy, right, is your thoughts. So the thoughts that we have about ourselves or how we define ourselves is what contributes to your self-image and the feelings that we have about these thoughts, right, because your feelings are created by your thoughts, whether they're good or bad are really the building blocks of self-esteem. Our self-image and gradually our self-esteem can be molded by our parents, family, friends, physical or our intellectual abilities, our education, our jobs. So just as we have definitions for most things in the world, we also have definitions for ourselves. And that's what we really need to work on if we're not feeling good about ourselves. So we come to define ourselves the way others define us if we don't have a strong self-esteem. And if others treat us with love and kindness, as if we're special and unique, then we'll eventually define ourselves in this way as well. On the other hand, if other people treat us as if we're a bother to have around and not much you know, worth, then we'll also come to see ourselves in this way. And you know, the last thing I said a lot of times you know, comes from our childhood and what our environment was like, how we were treated, did we feel loved, did we feel like we were a bother, right? You know, through abuse or neglect or you know, words our parents said to us or not having interest. And then it can happen also if you're in a long-term negative relationship, a long-term negative environment at work, that can create really low self-esteem if we're not treated in a way that really embraces our worth and our self-esteem can really be affected in that way. So I want to say that some people can confuse healthy, positive self-esteem with like an arrogance. But true self-esteem, however, means that we don't have to assert ourselves at the expense of other people. Indeed, it is those with negative self-esteem who must resort to the tactic of exaggerating their own worth, usually by putting other people down. So those with positive self-esteem can acknowledge their own worth and also validate the positive qualities of others. So, you know, people that are controlling really don't believe they have control in their own lives, and that's why they want to control other things. I mean, it's exhausting, right? Have you ever tried to control other people? Trust me, I've been there. It's exhausting, right? But it's when I didn't feel like I had a lot of control in my life, so I went for the external. Or people who are bullies, you know, they're insecure, right? If you're a secure person, you have no need to go try to bully and be mean to other people. So, you know, when someone has a behavior, if it's you, if it's other people in your life, you know, what the opposite is really going on within. And that's what we need to see. So there's lots of different techniques for creating positive self-esteem, which is I know Mary's main question was to me, so I want to address those and give you guys some ideas and some things that you can start working on. So the first thing is you want to work on your private thoughts. So that goes back to how we feel about ourselves privately, whether these feelings are positive or negative, influence how we interpret our own actions, the decisions we make, the goals we set for ourselves, and how we relate to other people. Negative internal feelings usually lead to lower expectations and achievements while positive definitions of ourselves usually result in higher aspirations. 
So consider some of the following ways in which these private internal thoughts can be modified, okay? So first you want to, which is really important, to examine your unrealistic expectations. So negative self-esteem is driven by thoughts regarding shoulds, oughts, musts. It's a funny little example, but you know, when they say that you're shooting all over yourself. And you want to remember, which I think I've mentioned before, but the root word of should is scold. So when we say the word, I should be doing this, I should have done a better job, you should be doing this, we're really scolding ourselves and others. And these words imply that we should be something other than what we are. And a more positive approach to replace these would be with wants. Instead of saying, you know, I should be a better friend, it might be helpful to just say, I want to be a better friend. Or I wish I handled that different. Or next time I, I prefer that I, you know, reach out to my friend when I know they're struggling instead of avoiding them because maybe I'm uncomfortable. You also want to accept the fact that history cannot be changed, even though we all wish it could at sometimes. We often punish ourselves endlessly for certain regrettable actions that we've taken in the past, and this feeds into our negative self-esteem for sure. But we all make mistakes, and we can learn from them. In fact, the positive spin on this is that, you know, we're all fallible humans. We all make mistakes in life, and perhaps, you know, we should be thankful that we have made them. For how else will we acquire wisdom and learn, you know, the route to a happier life? You know, hopefully, if we learn from our mistakes in the past, we're doing better now, which makes us feel better. And history cannot be undone, as I was saying, but we can focus on the present and future and draw on our power to create the life that we choose for ourselves. And I say that a lot to my clients as well, that, you know, we choose the lives we have. You know, you weren't just lucky that, you know, your life is where it is if you're happy with it. Okay. But it's choices that we make. And if we're not happy with our lives, we need to look and say, you know, what choices are we making by what people do we have in our lives? How are we taking care of ourselves physically? Maybe what jobs are we staying in? You know, these are choices that sometimes we can change. Sometimes we can't regarding like, you know, if you need a job, you need a job. I understand I'm not just saying quit your job by any means, but we want to look and see what are the choices or what are the barriers that we're putting in, in our lives. You also want to reflect on the good experiences in your life. So instead of dwelling on your flaws, it's more helpful to think about what is good in your life. Think about your successes rather than your failures. And we all have life experiences that make us feel good. And define yourself in terms of the positive experiences. And I believe that all of us have way more positive than negative. And define yourself in terms of that will help build up your self-esteem. Nearly every negative thought can be turned around and have more balanced thinking. You know, for example, if you're in a financial crisis, which is really true for a lot of people right now, it's not the end of the world because now you can get in touch with simpler pleasures and more meaningful experiences. I think this pandemic's done that for a lot of us, you know whether it's financial or just not being able to go anywhere because things are closed. You know, what are some small things that you can experience? I know I've, you know, started riding my bike more around my neighborhood and I love flowers. And I've just noticed some flowers out there that I have never noticed before, even when I've been taking walks. But being on the bike, I'm just looking around more and just trying to take in some of those simple pleasures right now. So that's helpful for me sometimes when I get outside. You also want to make your goals realistic and achievable. You want to work towards them. You want to, you know, step by step making, you know, plans for how to get to that goal and definitely enjoy your successes and overcoming some of the obstacles sometimes. And that makes the success even sweeter, right? You want to draw on the positive within yourself, within awareness of how the old negative tendencies may show themselves and setting positive goals draws on and reinforces your self-esteem and reminds you of the power you have to set your own course in life. So some things you can do, which goes back to the CBT, right, is 
you know, writing down your negative thoughts, right? So I'm always asking you, write down your thoughts. This can increase your awareness of them and you can discover patterns in your negative thinking and you may be able to see what triggers your negativity. You want to limit the negative thinking, of course, wherever you find yourself having negative thoughts. You know, sometimes people just will say, stop, to say that out loud, to distract themselves, to cut off the negative thought pattern. You know, you can say this privately to yourself or perhaps even out loud if you're by yourself. You can always give a little tap or have a rubber band on your wrist as a reminder. And you want to replace the negative thoughts with more balanced, positive thinking. As I talk about with the CBT, right, that we want to figure out what are your hot thoughts, which are thoughts that aren't 100% true, so we can start balancing them out. You know, there may be some truth in your negative thoughts, okay? It's not positive or negative thinking, and positive thinking doesn't work long term. But we want to figure out what is going on with your thoughts and be able to figure out how can we have it more balanced so I can start to feel better. Sometimes it takes some creativity and effort to learn how to change your negative thoughts, obviously, right? But it's really, really worth it. Really worth it. So I wanted to share, too, regarding self-esteem and just therapy. It's that one of the things in therapy that works really well is addressing self-esteem. So if you have a therapist, that's something you may want to address with your therapist. If you haven't, if you want to, you know, reach out and, you know, say this is something I want to work on, that's a really great thing. You know, many of us are wounded in one way or another by the way we were treated as we grew up, as I mentioned earlier. So as adults, it's our responsibility to put closure on the damage that's been inflicted on us by others and to move on with our lives in a healthy way. So a therapist can help point out the ways in which we engage in destructive patterns of behavior. Therapy allows us to explore why we punish ourselves and we are, why we see ourselves as being less than other people. We have the ability to change our negative self-esteem tendencies by developing self-nurturing, self-encouraging, self-enhancing behaviors. So there's a lot of options you can pick from to where you want to get started. And when we begin to treat ourselves in a more positive way, others pick up on our cues and respond to us in a special way we all deserve. And, you know, a lot of times, like, there's an attraction to people that are positive and happy and successful. We want to kind of be around them. We feel their energy. We want to maybe learn from them. So when you can be that, it can be really positive for other people in your life as well. So I just want to finish off with just giving you some cues for you to figure out your own triggers with your negative self-esteem. And we all respond to triggers in ways that lower or raise our self-esteem. So you want to identify your experiences, which influence your self-esteem, you know, and it can take some work and real commitment to improving the quality of your life, but it's worth it in the long run for sure. Because once that self-esteem is strong, you're going to know how to keep working on it and keeping it there. And even if you get knocked down, sometimes you'll be able to know how to, you know, rebound from that. So again, you know, again, a trained therapist can help you in learning the themes in which you might not be able to discover through your own efforts. You know, for example, if your negative thoughts occur when you spend time alone, you might be dealing with abandonment issues. If negativity is triggered when you're criticized, you may have issues surrounding rejection. If you have negative thoughts in the presence of a person who tends to dominate and control, the theme you may have it has to do with authority, judgment, or being evaluated. And when we come to understand these underlying themes, we can start to view them objectively and get closure on them so they can no longer have the power to influence our self-esteem. So we can figure out what am I thinking when I am being triggered and, you know, are these thoughts really true about who I am? You also want to take good care of yourself and your appearance. So appreciate your own individuality, your own combination of strengths and weaknesses that make you special. You know, without a strong sense of who you are, it's easy to become vulnerable to others who treat you in a negative way. And engaging in an exercise program, even if it's only walking 20 minutes every other day, is a good way not only of taking care of your body, but also making you and others aware that you value yourself. 
and great stress reliever. So it's important to groom yourself well, to wear clothing that brings out your best qualities and makes you feel good, feeling good about yourself, presenting yourself to the world in a positive way, and getting positive feedback from other people are essential components to developing positive self-esteem. So there's lots of different areas, you know, and um, and I can see when I work with people when they start to feel better, I can see that in how they're dressing and if, you know, someone wears makeup, they start wearing makeup again. And I, I notice these things when I see people, you know, starting to get better and feeling better about themselves. Another really important thing is to examine your relationships with other people. So improving one's self-esteem definitely involves engaging and enhancing relationships with others and ones that are productive. There comes a time to examine our destructive relationships. And this may be really difficult since we're drawn to our relationships that reinforce our old ways of seeing ourselves, even though it's really unconscious. So you want to try to understand how destructive relationships in your life can reinforce those old negative patterns. And that's what we're trying to change. And how great just to even recognize this. I mean, what a great first step. We want to try to change the tone of the relationship so that positive self-esteem can be expressed by both sides. And if that's not possible, it might be time to end a destructive relationship and move on to others and more productive friendships. There's guidelines you can use for finding new friendships that have a positive tone. So one is to try to be pleasant with others and talk to them in a positive way, show an interest in them by listening, sharing appropriately with them in a balanced way, show respect for the boundaries of others and let them be who they choose to be and accept the differences between you. Don't expect everyone to be perfect because they're not and we're not. <laughs> Some people will not like you and accept this. You know, this is their choice and you gain nothing by trying to win their approval. I always say, you know what? Not everybody likes me and I don't like everybody. <laughs> That's okay. And we just have to accept that and find people that we can connect with. Don't talk about your problems all the time. Others usually find it difficult to deal with negative conversation and they may avoid you. This reinforces your own negative self-esteem. So save your problem solving you know, for people that you're really close to and trusted or your therapist, because I'm just talking about how to start getting new friendships. You don't want to just kind of, you know, share all of your issues right away with someone. And another really important thing, really important, something you have control over is to learn to meet your own needs. So negative self-esteem leads to doubts about our own ability to take care of life's problems and challenges, right? So this is why people with negative self-esteem might be so demanding of others. At a certain level, they may want others to come through and take care of their problems for them. And people with negative self-esteem, they may idealize others and, you know, alternately denigrate them, actually. If others help you, you idealize them. If they don't help you, you don't want to waste your time with them. So these, you know, all or nothing themes appear frequently in the thoughts of those with negative self-esteem. A mature adult life requires integrity. And while others may assist you hear there, ultimately, you're responsible for meeting your own needs. And acquiring positive self-esteem is essential to this task. So the mature adult relies on his or her own resources to find ways of meeting such needs, just as loving and being loved. Allowing love into your life is one of the most important human pursuits. This may come in the form of romantic love, close friendships, a spiritual fulfillment. Our lives improve when we finally give up unrealistic demands and expectations that block our ability to love. And again, allowing yourself to be loved, which some people really struggle with that when you don't feel good about yourself. Having fun in your life. You know, we need pleasure to function well. Just try to give yourself at least a half an hour a day of something that you see as fun. Indulge yourself in some guilt-free pleasures. Pursuing worthwhile work is really great. Balance your fun with work. Work, whether it's in a paid job or not, gives us a sense of feeling worthwhile and contributing to the larger social 
welfare of everybody, and understanding that you're responsible for your life choices. Your past does not have to control your future. It's your responsibility to find love, to feel pleasure, the quest for spiritual fulfillment, and to do good work. And all of these things, I know I've said a lot, (laughs) but all of these things are going to feed into your self-esteem. So, you know, I always say, you know, take what you like and leave the rest. Not everything I said today might be a fit for you. You might not relate to all of it. You might just say, this is, you know, I'm going to pick one thing I can start working on. I'm not going to be able to do everything at once. And I might have, you know what, really good relationships in my life, but I still don't feel good about myself. You know, that's where, again, therapy can really help and figure out what is going on with me. I have a really great life. I have a good family. You know, this is going well, but I'm still kind of down. And I don't always feel good about myself or I don't take good care of myself. So those are some things to explore and to figure out how can I build up my self-esteem. So I hope that was helpful. I hope for Mary, I was able to start addressing some of those questions and struggles that you're having in some direction on how to build your self-esteem and, you know, share this with your friends. I'm sure we all have people in our lives that struggle with their self-esteem, whether it's, you know, our family, our parents, siblings, our kids, our friends, people at work. You know, most people can really use a little compliment and to even help them see their strengths. So giving back can also make you feel good about yourself. So thanks again for being here. Remember to Always ask yourself, you know, what am I thinking when you're having a negative mood and start being more mindful of what your thoughts are so we can figure them out and challenge them. And as always, you want to make decisions based on what's best for you, not how you feel. So have a great week. And again, thanks for being here. And keep writing in those emails and giving me suggestions. As always, my intention is to give everybody some tools that when you leave you know, my podcast, you're going to be like, I have something tangible that I can work on this week. So again, I love the ideas. And I appreciate when you go after you listen to the podcast to uh, rate and review them, it can really, really help and share with as many people as you know, you know, get the word out there. If we all use the CBT tools, it could really change the way our lives are. You can reach me through email at mycbtpodcast at gmail.com. My office number is 949-224-3136. You can go to my website at mycognitivebehavioraltherapy.com. Tons of information there. You can also email me from my website. So I would love to continue to get great questions from you guys, which I'm already receiving and I love. It's giving me ideas for more shows on anything that you want me to talk about. Just reach out and I appreciate your support so far. Stay safe and be well. Hopefully we'll all be able to hang out with each other soon and get our lives back to where we want to be and maybe be able to go make that amend somebody that we just can't really spend that time with right now. Thanks for listening to this episode of My CBT Podcast. I hope you'll join me next week for another episode. Whoa, Poe Productions.